Click the old record button, and I gotta adjust that per usual, and... not happy with the musical variety i provide the people josh negative oh well next time i guess you can source the music then yeah. <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to the hidden oaks overdose football fix podcast i am one of the two lovely hostesses the garlic johnson i am joined by our other lovely hostess the joshua hi folks you nailed it you nailed it, buddy. Good job. Um, we have a email address if you'd ever like to reach out to the show, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash hoodpod. Uh, we enjoy your engagement whenever you can uh, give us your attention. Josh and I are egomaniacs. We're needy fucks, and uh, we need that attention, so give it to us, please. Um, if you don't want to listen to the whole show, we totally understand. All these segment start times are down in the description below. If there's uh, just a few certain things you want to listen to, feel free to jump around. Um, thank you, Levi Oki, for that beautiful illustration everyone can currently see on their telephone screen. Levi Oki Illustration is his Instagram handle. Um, you know, Hook up with him there if you're looking for something beautiful. Josh, how, uh, how are we doing today? Doing well. I... Uh... I can feel my back. Was there a point in time where you could not feel your back? Well, no, I mean, I can feel my back is not as in pain as pain was yesterday. Words, sentence. No, I had physical therapy yesterday morning and they did pin ne- or dry needling. Have you ever heard of that? I've never heard of dry needling. It sounds like something a heroin addict would do, though. Close. Um, think of heroin on speed. Um they uh what it is is acupuncture essentially and okay. then they hook it up to electric nodes like stim stim machines yeah. and then they turn it on so then they send little pulses of electricity through your body yep and so i am iron man iron man no um but yeah they did that in my low back and and the, the physical therapist how do you feel about needles well, that's kind of a random question coming from someone who's supposed to help me with stretching, but I don't know. We're going to poke you with a couple. So yeah, they poked me with some five inch needles, put them right in the muscle in my low back and uh, sent some electricity through my body or whatever. Stim. Did, did you happen to be in an alleyway? Were you in the back of a old truck? Was this like a legitimate doctor's office? Did you like look around? Like as you started to get poked, you're like, wait a fucking well, the second. The white van said doctor on the side. <laughs> Well, he's legit. He's got documentation. He is uh, he is good to go. There we go. Uh, but yeah, so other than that, then we won our softball tournament last night. So we took nice. first championship in the, I mean, first place in the league, first place in the tournament, you know. Yes! Absolutely. Um, 
And so, how about you, Gar? How's life? I talked too long. Should we just skip to the outro? <laughs> just skip right to the outro. We could. I mean, I did. I wanted to come in today and see if we can come in under an hour, just just for our loyal fans, so we don't don't go too long today. But I'm good. Uh, about to hit week two of fun employment. Um, so just just looking for a job, seeing what I can do there. But otherwise, life's good. I mean, I wake up when I want to, and you know, I do. I don't. I don't know how long you've been. Uh, it's been a while since you've been unemployed. But if you remember the game, it's kind of like you like wake up and you like kind of search all the job sites, and you, you do like enough to not feel shitty about yourself for the day, and then you kind of do whatever else you want to do for the rest of the day. So I was last unemployed as a freshman in college. Well, 2009. Uh, well, how about when you graduated? Okay, how about when you were when you worked at GMC? I say worked in quotes, and you're looking for your big boy job, as it were. Oh, I mean, yeah, five years, four years. There you go. Okay, all right. But uh, I mean, that was 40 hours a week. I still had to drive all over, had to get up, put on pants. You know, that made you put on pants, khaki pants. And how long did you work that job? Seven years. Holy Josh. You're a strong, brave man. I've owned four pairs of khakis in my life, so you do the math. And three of them were as a small child. <laughs> and three of them are in the future. <laughs> Wait, that one, two, carry the... Now yeah, that adds no, up. Hey. Now that adds up. Don't worry about it. Um, we got some hate mail this past week. I don't know if you saw that. I did, I did. So I... so. So I was get, we were going to get there. So uh, I noticed that in the NFL news section that we normally have, it's like our third technically third technical section after the the, um, oh, the I hot takes. Moved. So I moved it to NFL well, because the NFL news was empty. So I was like, well, maybe Josh is over NFL news. We can take that out. I had put in a couple of things, but then you know we're we're getting semi consistent like interaction on Facebook. So I figured we could try and put that into like its own mini segment. If I you like want. it. Yep. Well, the NFL news this season started off as uh, fantasy-relevant injuries. We weren't just going to go through the headlines because who cares? Everybody who has sleeper already knows, and everybody who pays attention to anything already knows. So sure. uh, Jay Gruden was fired. That was kind of the big one of this week. Yep. Um, but yeah, so hot takes. Do you want to move on to that then? Yeah, let's do some hot takes, Josh. Uh, 18 minutes. Uh, very good. Very good. No, nope, it's, uh, it's been six minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, um, got, we got a while. So yeah, hot takes. I said there'll be one game this season where the NFL subreddit does not bitch about the refs. No, there won't be. There's going to be one. One game or one week? One game. What game? Do you, can, give me a week or a team involved. Either or. Well, actually, I think it would be this week. It's going to be Miami, Washington because <laughs> the, the, um, the refs aren't even going to be there. What do they need to be there for? There's no football team showing up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> zing! Uh, yeah, but no. I mean, that's that's definitely possible. I mean, the refs have been questionable this year, and it's been the um, just wait till we get to the recap of our homerisms. <laughs> just wait. Okay, I'll, I'll guess I'll just I'll just tease it by saying that even like in Zimmer in his uh, post game press conference on Sunday, because uh, he had challenged I think either once or twice like a D a DPI either it was a no call or it was a call, and he's like that's ridiculous. Um, and he was like, yeah, I guess they're not going to overturn it unless it's the NFC Championship game, so it's a pointless rule. So Zimmer Zimmer was coming out hot. I don't think he said the pointless rule part, but that was his implication. Uh, anyways, my hot take for the week. I'm saying that this is, not, this is a lukewarm take compared to last week, but I'm saying the 49ers are going to win the NFC West. Um, and coming into the season, that sounded ridiculous with the Seahawks and the Rams in that division, but 
they're four and zero right now, baby, and they got a big test this week's against the Rams. So we'll see. But I got uh, I got the Niners taking the West. I mean, I would you say maybe not so hot anymore, but I still think it is because the Rams are still decent, um, and then Seattle's four and one, and Russell Wilson is just on fire, leading the league in touchdowns, leading the league in yards, I believe, and then he has zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. Do I sound robotic to you by chance? No more than usual. Did you forget to recharge? No. Okay. So we're gonna take a quick, a quick, quick pause. I'm just gonna reset this hearing. We're gonna cut off for. All right, now talk. Did I sound robotic? You did just a little. Is your mic by chance by your uh, by your phone? I mean, it wasn't that close. Okay, anyway, sorry. That was a distraction. We're moving on. You sound fine. Maybe Perfect. I'm just maybe I'm just crazy. Um, but yeah, so that, that that's it for hot takes. Um, Josh, we do have the old news slash new fan interaction section. I don't know. Do you want to just read off those quick headlines? Yeah. Or would you rather? Okay. Uh, we already talked Jay Gruden getting fired. That was kind of the big one. Yep. Um, I love John Gruden's quote about it. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club, brother. Um, Cody Parkey's now a Titan. Who cares? Uh, um, the double doink got another job, Josh. That's why I put it in. Oh, I guess I forgot. That's that. Cody Parkey is the double doink. I try doink. to distance, my, distance myself from Bears, <laughs> Bears things. So, he's Kyle. Your house is haunted. Um, Bengals going to trade AJ Green. I don't see that happening. But if they do... Um, We've got a fifth-round draft pick in Green Bay that would just go really good in Cincy. <laughs> I just I had heard some speculation, so I threw that in there with the trade deadline. Yeah, they're talking like uh, three, yeah, two or three weeks. A few different guys. Um, AJ Green, Emmanuel Sanders is on there. Um, there's a couple guys that they're talking big names that might get dealt, but we'll see. We will see. All right, so now. So maybe that maybe that'll be the last week we do news because again news usually isn't that major. I mean, if anything's so major, we will probably mention it in passing. Yeah, we can do the fan or interaction. I like this next piece. Maybe maybe if people send us questions, we can answer their questions because this next one coming in from you've got mail like that. Love it. Do it again. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. Let's make sure it's not too loud. You've got mail. There we go. So hammer sent us a question. Which hammer? The uh, Mister Variety. The one Mr. with a dick the one with external genitalia got it well yes for the most part unless it's cold that well that's um, correct is aaron Rodgers still fantasy relevant gar what's your take on that i mean this year he really hasn't been right you had when we played our game last week he was ranked 16 i know this week he put up maybe like 10 points obviously they won the game it's not that rogers is performing poorly it's just that rogers in the lafleur system is not the bailing out every poor McCarthy play call decision ever. So it's more balanced. It's more structured. And Rogers, as far as being fantasy relevant so far, he's trending for no this year. Like I don't, if he was on my team, he's definitely not a for sure start. Maybe a matchup start at best. Yeah, no. And, and I honestly, even, even as a Packers fan, I don't think he's fantasy relevant. I think that, um, just coming off the top of my head right now, he's not like a Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, um philip rivers even i mean philip rivers struggled last week but you know he's he's known for throwing up those yards he's more of a tom brady right now because tom brady is not necessarily known for his fantasy um fantasy scoring i mean this year he's been doing well but for the most part it's been um game management um moving the ball down the field and then if needed he can take control of the game and and put up some points um with how they've ran the ball this past week and then um, just their defense in general, he hasn't had to do a whole lot. So I don't, yeah, I, if I had Aaron Rodgers right now, I probably wouldn't, uh, 
I probably wouldn't start him if I had somebody else on my team. Yeah, I mean, th- this is not part of the question that Ham originally asked us, but I-, I have Odell on a team, and he is woofing it this year as far as fantasy goes, and I don't know if I want to start him this week. And it's crazy to think and not start Odell. Same would be like in the beginning of the season, someone said, yeah, I have Rodgers, but I'm not going to start him. That's crazy talk. So, I mean, the consensus seems to be Rodgers this year, not fantasy relevant. No, and, and as a Packers fan, him being – not fantasy relevant but still being four and one i'll take it <laughs> i'm sure you will i was gonna say does it sting a little but i'm sure being four and one kind of masks that just yeah, fine. now if they were one and four and not fantasy relevant then i'd you know i'd only have i'd have this many unopened beers over here to finish this podcast well i mean you got to get through it i mean it's called you know it's uh it's champion juice as, as, as far as i'm concerned absolutely um hate mail do you you've got up? mail we did get one piece of hate mail, and I'll read it because this anonymous source, I have a feeling I know who it is, just based on... Uh, just to be clear, though, we are going to respect their anonymity? Yep, we're going to okay. respect their um, animalistic nature. Well, I mean, they signed the email as anonymous, so it's not like there's any way we can know yeah. who they are anyways. I agree with Jamie 100%. Walters is engaged. Accept it. Time to move forward with your lives and stop this unhealthy obsession. Sincerely, Anonymous. That uh, that stings a little bit for me. Does it sting for you, Josh? I don't know if the email stings or knowing Walters is engaged stings more. Were you were you hoping he's going to wait for you and Nikita to you know break well, up? Well, yeah. I mean, Nikita's got a decent life insurance policy. I figured with her height, she's only <laughs> no no. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, I love my wife dearly, and she oh, wants, allegedly. And I'm going to tell you on the air, so people who are listening live to the podcast after we record it and live at the time yep live at the time as audio al would say uh, she wants you to upload it as soon as you can so she can listen to listen to it on the drive into work tomorrow oh on the drive okay so I, I traditionally i upload it right away and then i think for the last like two three weeks i've had it so it, like auto publishes at like six or seven the next morning yeah see she's already been at work for two hours <laughs> well i'm sorry i don't get up at 3 50 in the morning um but i will i will just go back to the old ways of publishing it right at night i was trying to see if we could get more listeners by publishing in the morning and they're like oh it published and they listen to it on the way to work but Publish it later. Our friends probably don't go to bed till like one in the morning and wake up at twelve. The last thing they're going to do is check their phone for a podcast. I mean, think about it. so you're, you're like I, I guess think, Latvia. What time is it? it's it's five o'clock always over there? I was going to say characteristically, you might be like putting Jesse or Bradley in that category, but if you actually think about our core listeners of Walters and Brian Knopp and the Hammers, um, those people are like actual adults who like work jobs. So I suppose. I didn't even say that into the mic, but I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Um, I guess. So, yes. I mean, our friends can certainly be pieces of shit, but our actual core listeners, I mean, yeah, I think they're normal adults, but I'll publish it at night anyways. If they want to listen, they'll, they'll go out of their way to listen. So, All right. Um, Let's go. Homer results. We had some good games this week. We did, and uh, I have to write down write down this. Um, okay. 6.27 p.m. Thank you very much, Josh. All right, so I made sure you went first last week, so now I will not feel guilty when I go first this week. So I'm going to start. Obviously, the Vikings played the Giants. We beat the Giants 28-10. to 10. Um, So I'll start there. There is, I regret not sharing it last week because now it can seem like, you know, I'm being fake not that anyone here is going to hold um our takes or our perspectives to the fire and be like oh you're just saying this after everyone else said it but uh, i had a thought on the drive-in last week and i never shared it because i just if i don't write it down i'll forget about it and i never wrote it down um 
But I was I was thinking that that Chicago game overall is probably going to be good for Zimmer's growth because Zimmer forever and ever has wanted a run first defensive oriented team, and he finally got that after churning through you know offensive coordinators. It seemed like this year he finally got it. Um, you meant it, offensive. You said defensive, but did you mean offensive? I did mean offensive. If I didn't, that's say offensive that. to Zimmer. I, by the way, I am what a lot of my uh, former coworkers would call a small brain. So you know I can only function at such high rate. Um, so offensive coordinators. He's been churning through them and so it seemed like this year he finally got what he wanted and then you know we were able to run the ball successfully for the first three games obviously didn't win one of them but two of them it looked like exactly what Zimmer wanted from his team and then that Chicago game we were not able to run the ball and it seemed like I can't say whether it was Zimmer's decision making or whose it was but we were running that ball probably we were running that ball up the middle with no excitement probably longer than we should have in that game considering we were behind um, and I'm hoping that that Zimmer, like wanting to trust the run is understandable, but that not being able to do it and losing a game, even though you're trying to stick to the run, hopefully that'll be good for his overall growth and be like, all right, you finally have the team you want. And that team was not able to get a win in Chicago because they were doing what you wanted them to do. So hopefully, you know, we had the Diggs drama, the Adam Thielen drama coming out of that game. Hopefully the coaching staff is like, all right, we want to run the ball. We want to control the clock, but maybe we got to throw the ball once in a while. Yeah, so. I don't think I think we talked about it after week one. You guys aren't going to get by with eleven or twelve passes a game. Yeah, I think um, Kirk had ten the first game. He yeah, completed eight like for ten. Yeah, yeah, and and so you're not going to get by with that. And um, but no, I saw that note, and I, I I do I do think it was good for Zimmer's growth. But he's been in the league a long time, so he should have had that growth already. He should have you, known that you, you would, can't you right. can't run it up the middle in the fourth quarter when you're down by whatever on first and second down and expect anything to happen all right that's kind of what he did for the most part right which is kind of my my indented bullet there underneath that it just says it seems like you know a week removed or a further week removed it seems like Diggs' issues were more with the coaches maybe than with kirk cousins you know looking back at the film i saw i watched a youtube video of someone breaking down the film cousins missed plenty of opportunities in that chicago game so he can't say the cousins didn't play poorly but at the same time he didn't feel comfortable there was people already in his face so um i'm thinking maybe Diggs' issues were more with coaching than with cousins not that either was great in that Chicago game. Um, I, for, for going back to the Giants game now, getting back on topic, I just said this win really meant nothing for me. Um, we looked all right. There were still some broken plays, though, especially on defense. Josh, we were, you know, as we usually do we, when we're available, we text back and forth about the game. And Daniel Jones missed some easy touchdown opportunities in that game because of some blown coverages. Um, so that was not cool. Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, our passing attack's back. Well, I'm not so sure that that wasn't the game plan to begin with, playing the 25th ranked pass defense. Why would we not come out? Even Zimmer's not dumb enough to say, um, all right, well, with us run the ball against this team that's terrible defending the pass, you know. So I'm not sure that it wasn't going to be our game plan all along, despite all the drama that happened last week with the Vikings. So, yeah, I mean, that win meant nothing to me. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on the Vikings-Giants game, but... Yeah, I mean, I obviously I watched it just living in Minnesota. I have no choice but to watch those that game in the afternoon. And, and so thankfully the Packers game was the uh, late afternoon. Um, no, and I, I I agree that they uh, they looked revamped. Cousins came out hot. Um, he took a lot of safe passes. I mean, he did. I know they wanted, I think one of the things that Diggs and Thielen said, maybe it was just Thielen, um, he wanted him to take more chances downfield, trust his receivers, because last year that's what he did. I mean, he threw the ball downfield and they caught the ball. This year, it seems like his ball, I mean, air travel for that ball is only five yards or less, it seems. He's throwing a lot of short passes, a lot of things, and, and there's there's been times where he definitely hasn't had time, especially in that Chicago game. This one he did um, have a couple deeper throws, but I think on the two touchdown passes they were – 
kind of crossing, short crossing drag routes. Um, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I do, part of me wants to say that mentally I thought to myself, why he just, he's just throwing it short and making, and Thielen's making moves or um, not necessarily Diggs because Diggs has not done much at all this year, but, um, but yeah, Cook, Cook is catching more balls in digs this season. And so um he's doing he's still doing the check down thing and, and and while it was nice he threw the ball 30 times and completed 20 something of them. Um you had a good point on the Giants. If you didn't bring it up, I was going to bring it up that the Giants defense for past past defenses bad. Some would say trash. Yep. So um I do want to ask you though, are you on that uh I, I don't think you are just because of what I'm reading on your notes. Um but um are you on the side of the fence that says Kirk Cousins is back? Vikings are back on track? Or are you on the side that says it was the Giants? Let's see how he does against Philly. Let's see how he does against... I mean, Philly's past defense is also bad. Um, but let's see how he does against other teams in other situations before we start saying, okay, we're back to where we were. Sure. I mean, that's a good question. So it brings up some thoughts I had because I was trying to not to make this go too long. So I just let, I only kept a couple notes. But Kirk Cousins did say in a couple of his press conferences this week that, you know, he was playing with a little more of an edge to him in that uh, Giants game. You know, he kind of, if you want to refer to it almost as like another persona, another personality of Kirk Cousins, him and the media kind of referred to it as the you like that Kirk Cousins. You know, everyone knows that clip. Um, so he said he played, you know, he normally plays better when he's got a little bit of an edge to him. And in his press conference, you know, he wouldn't say what got him that edge edge like in the Giants game or what got him vamped up um it probably slept with Julie <laughs> it could have been it that could have been it um but so anyways I mean it was funny because in Zimmer's press he was like heck if he plays better ticked off I'll tick him off myself and the, all the media correspondents laughed and I thought it was funny as well so I mean is he back I don't know is he going to be ticked off every week if that's what it takes for Cousins to play at a higher level I won't say that he's back it just you know all the attention the team got this week all the unwanted attention the team got this week you know because Cousins like to say he's naive to it but he can't be naive to all of it like even if he's not going out and like searching for it in general like his i'm sure his close friends and family members are you know t- discussing it with them so um i think it, that golden corral guy keeps telling him <laughs> kevin i think his name's kevin in the commercials uh but yeah to answer the question directly is he back i'm not sure that he was ever gone necessarily i mean again he is he is an average quarterback he'll never be aaron I was gonna say, or when Tom i said Brady. back i meant like is he gonna be like in the mindset that he can actually throw the ball downfield, I don't think he's going to be like, yeah, he's back. 30 for 30, 500,000 yards, <laughs> Kirk Cousins is back. And then the second quarter happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think he. I think he's always been the same Cousins. Maybe his confidence is a little more up now after that Giants game, sure. But we'll see in Philly, and we'll discuss that in a bit. It's, but. it's at Minnesota, though, isn't it? Well, I, I guess, yeah. Sorry. Okay. We'll see against Philly. Okay. Yeah, so moving on to Green Bay, since we talked about the Vikings long enough. Sure did. Uh, Green Bay won again. The Fourth end. time this year. You know, 34-24. <laughs> um, I think I, I said it before the Philly game. I said it before this game. Stop the run, win the game. And that's what they did. They they held Zeke to, I think, his lowest yardage total of the season. Um, and, and honestly, I was surprised. It helped that they went up 24 rip to start the game or 24-3 to start the game because then they had to pass. Um, but everybody was touting um, Dak's ability to throw the ball and Dak's ability to be a you know franchise quarterback um, that does more than just run. Um, and they picked him off a handful of times. Um, I, I thought Rodgers, even Rodgers said it, he had a great game extending plays. Um, he said it was his best game of the season despite throwing no touchdowns and I might have to agree just because some of his some of those 
plays i thought he was sacked and i'd already thrown my hands up in the air in frustration then all of a sudden you see just a number 12 kind of blooping out of the group of people and throwing the ball out huh throwing the ball or running for you know a couple yards so he did he turned negatives into positives um you know grain of salt i'll skip my third bullet and go to my fourth for now um grain of salt and a win is nice it's four wins um but none of them have been due to a strong fourth quarter um i think they've scored or i know they've scored only nine points in the fourth quarter over five games but three of those four wins came against teams with winning records so those teams are good that they're playing um two of them are in this division so it is nice to see that they're able to win the division games when it matters one of those was on the road um even even better um but it would be nice to have a game where they put up 14 in the first quarter seven in the second and then they put up 14 in the fourth just to close things out instead of making the defense close it out um because if the defense is on the field for too long um they get tired and then they get bad it's i mean it's just it's common it's common geology um common geology i agree with your take on the media is gross um not necessarily because of what they're saying to about the packers or anything but just because it's fun to say media is gross um, uh, yeah i didn't even discuss that but yeah um but um I will say that in that fourth quarter, I know I always say, whatever, everybody's against Green Bay, but the refs and mainly Aikman were working to give Dallas an advantage. I mean, I guess I can't can't speak to the refs part. Of course, we all heard Aikman and how he was kind of discussing the game. Um, And at that point, I was was paying less attention. I hate to agree with it. That was was my favorite clip. Did you hear that? There was a... uh, (laughs) roughing the passer on i think i don't know it was a cowboys player roughed rogers um he took two steps after the ball was thrown and then just took him down to the ground sure um textbook pat roughing and and so they replayed the clip and he goes you know i hate to say it but i'm gonna have to agree with the call here and they brought in uh mike ferrari or whatever mike Pereira. yeah uh, mike, mike mike ferrari <laughs> i don't know mike panini uh mike Pereira. And uh, he's like, you know, you don't have to hate to agree with it. This is a good call. And then you could hear Aikman in the background going, come on. <laughs> is, that, is that exactly what happened? Yeah. No, <laughs> he, he recoiled into his little demon. For those of you who have seen Lord of the Rings, it was like Bilbo after having to give up the ring. Um, and he wanted it back. He's like, come on. But that's, uh, uh, that's good but in know. the end, we all got the attention. last laugh, and uh, with a Packers win over Dallas, that's just another year off of Troy Aikman's life. Yeah, I think so. And this segment is brought to you by none other than. I should probably say was brought to you by because the segment's over now. But was brought to you by none other than locally owned, publicly funded, absolutely delicious spotted cow. Ooh, that was that was a nice crisp one. That was good. And, and you have any thoughts on that game, Josh? I mean, Dak made it pretty easy um, by throwing a bunch of picks and even having a. There was a couple more Cowboys turnovers that were, you know, reversed by penalty. But yeah, um, I guess the last thing is for those of you out there who are Game of Thrones fans, a Stark must always be in Winterfell. Is kind of the mod. It's it's something that's been said a couple times, mostly in the books, uh, meaning that there always has to be a Stark in Winterfell because that is their home. Um, and Aaron will always own Dallas. 
Because that's what Aaron Jones did. It certainly looked like it. Yeah, I was gonna say if you didn't mention it, that out that you know the we, waving bye bye clip. Yeah, we oh both. Oh my god. We both know about Aaron Jones, but uh, for most of the world that did not, that was his coming out party. And he was uh, Aaron Jones was the guest on the Pat McAfee show this morning and talked about the wave and how the coaches yelled at him because that could be taunting. So, but it was funny in the moment. Certainly, that was oh my god. If I could save a GIF as my background, that would be my background. <laughs> Just constantly him waiting. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, could you? I don't know. That's that's something for another time. That we sounds can like a battery a, drainer. You can probably have a GIF as the background. How about other games? I talked a lot about the Packers really fast. We talked about the Vikings. So let's talk about some other football games. Yeah, Josh, let's talk about some other football games. I mean, the Chiefs lost, so that was a little bit brutal. Um, that was a Sunday night game, so most of the world got to see the Colts take it to the Chiefs. Um, did you watch that game, Josh? I did not. I, I watched uh, Peaky Blinders with my wife. Every time you say Peaky Blinders, I want to assume that's like a euphemism or some sort of sly way of saying porn, but I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, if anything, it's about horse racing because they put the blinders on the horses. But so no, you're saying there's horse cocks in the show. Well, there's horse racing in the show, but you don't actually see the horses race. You know, we've digressed. Um, yeah, the Chiefs <laughs> lost um, to the Indianapolis Colts, which is a horse. That is correct. See, it all comes full circle, Josh. Full that's what we, square. That's Got our it. journalistic uh, prowess right there. Um, Watson and company dropped 53 on the Falcons. That was an impressive showing for Houston and Will Fuller. Um, most people probably had him on their fantasy bench, which is brutal. Chargers lost again. I was V-sad. Uh, Bears lost to the Raiders. <laughs> So the Raiders, after losing to the Minnesota, have both beat the Colts, who beat the Chiefs, and then beat the Bears, who beat the Vikings. So the Raiders are going to the Super Bowl, according to my transitive property I think they just uh, gave them the Super Bowl. I think so. I think they're calling it a season. Um, The Browns. Now, did you watch the Monday night game, Josh? Or were you again watching Horse Cops? I was at um, dog training, obedience class. And I came home, ate chili, and went to bed. All right. Well... If you saw the box score, the Browns got stopped. Yes, no, oh yeah, by the 49ers. Oh yeah, I saw Bosa plant the flag. <laughs> Bosa did plant the flag. Um, but yeah, the Browns got stomped. And then Josh, the last bullet point here, Minshew, not so perfect after. But after all, I know you're gonna have thoughts on this bullet point. No, I mean, I saw the box score on that. He's he. They lost, obviously. Um, he fumbled three times, and I think that that's. I mean, he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's you know he was a six round draft pick. He's not gonna be perfect by any means sure um i don't think he threw an interception he had a couple touchdowns um fantasy points wise he put up 20 um so since this is technically kind of a fantasy podcast he's he's you know still decent fantasy quarterback yeah um and so yeah i mean it was sad to see that they lost overall but it just caused his mustache to grow another half inch longer so he's ready to go this week yeah that's pretty impressive honestly he had to shave it right away but nobody really saw it except me Gotcha. Do you have any other thoughts about any other things that happened around the NFL this week, Josh, or last week, I should say? Uh, no, not really. All right, then we will move on to the preview for week six, the Homer preview, that is. Um, so, again, I'll go first. We've got the Vikings playing Philly. And so my ongoing bullets or my ongoing phrase that's been in the note sheets for the last couple of weeks is Vikings need to do more than win cushy home games. We need to steal some road wins right now. I have us at eight wins, blah, 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 blah. Well, we're not on the road this week, but of all our home games that aren't against the Bears or the Packers, this is certainly our most losable home game. We're playing Philadelphia. However, the cards are stacked in our favor just a little bit. So, of course, it's already at home. Um, it's a noon game, so no primetime for Cousins. 
and uh, you know we, we've got a chance there. We got, and we got a Philadelphia team that's a little bit banged up. So if there was ever a comfortable environment of being at home and being a noon game, this is the Vikings' chance to beat a team with a winning record that's looking good this year despite their injuries. They obviously beat the Pack and absolutely stomped the Jets last week. Um, but we've got a chance to you know make a statement, as it were, in the league, even though we're at home um, and it's a noon game. Um, I also said the same game plan probably won't work. So when we were playing the Giants, it seemed like Cousins was on a bootleg every other pass, which, you know, if that works for that game, absolutely go for it. The Giants defense, however, as we've discussed, was not great. The Eagles defense is pretty darn good. I don't know if you've ever heard of Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham's Malcolm Jenkins. Some I could name drop some other people, but I don't know that many other people. But still, they're known as a good defense. Uh, Jim Schwartz is a great coordinator, despite what people might think about him after his time in Detroit as the header but that's a really great defense i don't think they would i don't i think they're just more disciplined than to allow kirk to get out in space on bootlegs every other play so uh, i think the running game and quick passes are going to be crucial for this game um what else did i say uh just again this is a i'm surprised the vikings are favored um we're favored by three points currently which is essentially if you're the home team you get that three point favor so vegas is essentially saying it's a wash but we get the three point favor because we're the home team i don't know this is a good team like this is a game we need to win Uh, just like i said last week to get back on track this is a game we need to win beat we need to win the home games we need to beat good teams um again it's a noon and home game this this is a game we need to win my turn yeah. All right. Uh, just a little bit of a correction. I don't know. It might have changed, but when the Packers were playing against the Eagles, they were bad on defense for pass defense. Yeah, they run do have, defense they do have a solid. banged up secondary. They're, like a, they yep. were, they're a solid run defense, which, you know, that might be a good test for Dalvin, might be a good test for um, 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 Cousins as yeah. well yeah, for the, the passing. So uh, that's kind of – I mean, I put run games and defenses as my things to watch just because um, – the Vikings defense has had moments of porous holes where they let runners through. I know, I think we talked about it. Aaron Jones had a hundred and some yards and a touchdown against Minnesota, um, but they've been solid. Otherwise, um, their pass, pass defense is pretty good. Um, but then Xavier Rhodes, a couple years ago, we probably never would have said Xavier Rhodes is a liability on defense. Um, but now it's as if he's lost out there. And it's, I, I mean... I have a bold prediction written down, but this one is a different bold prediction where if, if Xavier Rhodes gets burned and um, fakes injuries anymore, he's not going to be playing much longer. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that he actually fakes inter- uh, injuries, but yeah, I mean, he's looked bad and Mike Hughes has looked good. So I could definitely see Zimmer pulling Rhodes from the game or at least putting him in a much more limited snap count. That's certainly possible. Yeah. And my bold prediction. And, and so those are the two things that I'm going to be watching the most. Um, my boldest prediction of the game uh, for this is the winner of this game will make the playoffs as either a wild card or possibly the division champ. I mean, so obviously they come from different divisions. So are right, you, yeah. So I would say, would anyone else win the NFC East? Dallas. I mean, the, we just watched Dallas get exposed. Do you think they could still win? I guess I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like. I mean, I think they, I think they could. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say that 
whoever wins this game is going to be in the playoffs at some capacity. Sure. No, I, I like that. Probably not the boldest prediction. No, that's um, but fair. I feel like these teams would be the ones that are fighting for a wild card spot is what I was trying to get at there. Right. And I guess I'll just go back to your very first point you mentioned. I agree that the Eagles secondary is certainly banged up. But my point about Kirk Cousins on bootlegs, every other play is not going to work. It's because the D line and the linebackers are not right. going to let him yep. no, get that time to throw that. the ball. Um, and it is true that the Eagles currently have the top rush defense in the league. They're allowing the fewest rushing yards. Um, I also heard it uh, said on the radio today, and I did not fact check this, but they had the fifth fewest rushing attempts against them. So maybe that skews the stat a little, but still they do have a great front four, if not front seven. So um, Dalvin will definitely have his work cut out for him this week. Anyways, on to the Packers, Josh. Yeah. Green Bay four and one takes on Detroit three, one and one. Um, I mean, we both have said that they're sneaky good. They gave Kansas City a run for their money, uh, and Green Bay struggles at closing things out, so that could provide for a very uh, life-shortening event for me. Um, it's a Monday night game. Rodgers, I don't know what his primetime stats are. He doesn't. I don't think he's notorious for good or bad. I think it's just kind of right in the middle. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm inclined that, you know, if this was in Detroit, this would probably be um, – that would be my pick is Detroit. But um, – and and so you can cue a sounder if you want of whoa we don't have a whoa sounder well, sorry. whoa <laughs> made one um Thanks. but we're coming off back-to-back career games for skill players Devonte adams before he got hurt he put up a career game um last week aaron jones put up uh, four touchdowns on a you know a really good game um so I'm going to go, you know, a three-peat on that would be nice to see if Rodgers can get his um, passing back on track. But, the, I mean, like we said, the lines are sneaky good. I This could be, this is going to be a good game on Monday night, I feel. Yeah, it should be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. I'll definitely make sure to tune in. Um, I, the, what I think you kind of already covered my notes, but if this game were in Detroit, they would probably have to be my upset pick in the locks and upsets thing we do every week. Um, they swept Green Bay last year. Detroit's looking hot. They're coming off the bye, and it's a Monday game, so they've got an even an extra day, an additional day to prepare for this uh, this uh, hot Packers team. So we'll see. I mean, I'm just excited for a good game, and I really hope – I mean, it's selfish to say that I want the game to be exciting for my own entertainment, but at the same time, all the cards I think are falling into place where this game will be exciting. And so whoever wins, um, you know, I think I'd be rooting for Detroit, if I'm being honest, just because I think they're the more of the underdog here, but – Either way, as long as it's a good game, I'll be satisfied. So that's all we got, Josh. You have any other thoughts on the the Packers game this week? Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. All right, Josh. We got some tingies and we got some jingies. Uh, just some other other games, other other games coming up week six. Um, I wrote down Houston at KC. Hopefully that game should be a shootout to Washington at Miami. <laughs> <laughs> that's the game that happens this week i think i'm gonna paint the ground and watch it dry <laughs> that's that might be more entertaining just kidding that game could be great because the defenses are like it could be i shouldn't say great could be entertaining um who who knows though uh anyway san fran at los angeles rams that should be an exciting game and phil or pittsburgh at the chargers i think the chargers need to i mean the chargers always seem to start off rough i don't know why uh they're doing that this year though and they've got they just got another in, another key injury but the chargers are still my babies and um i'm hoping they can beat a rough pittsburgh team yeah um pittsburgh's on their what oh god what did i read their first second and third at the beginning of the season they had five potential qb options with jalen samuels being the fifth and they're on number four right now because they traded josh dobbs big ben hit a girl in a bathroom again and broke his arm 
needed surgery. And then Mason, oh my God, Rudolph should Oof. probably just retire. After that hit, I'm surprised he even woke up. It was brutal, and that whole thing with the cart, and like the, it was just a weird image when they took his face mask face mask off. I mean, it was that was a scary moment for Mason Rudolph. Obviously, it's encouraging to watch him walk up and walk yeah. off the field under his own power. But yeah, and Jalen Samuels, I believe, is also out with an injury, so yeah. they, they would be on to option six. It's if, four if, and six right now. Right, yeah, because I don't even know who six is. I think four is their undrafted. Uh, undrafted quarterback that was on the practice squad last week and uh or two weeks ago and then number six is mike tomlin putting on shoulder pads and heading out there i like tomlin's chances i think he could rip him up i think so <laughs> i think he's just gonna take direct snaps and run straight ahead nobody's gonna want to tackle him <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to tackle him i can tell you that yeah um, um otherwise i mean yeah i agree with the games that you put on there i can't i i'm excited to watch another week of football i'm happy i get to go watch the packers on monday and then watch all the other games only stressing about fantasy <laughs> only stressing about fantasy all right josh let's move on to the locks and upsets then and the locks and upsets was gonna oh god no why why um locks and upsets is gonna be brought to you by um pokemon Ar- arnold palmer oh all right so anyways josh um we still have a perfect team in the locks and upsets leaderboard it's a little crazy but Jalen swanson is still perfect he's got a perfect 15 points after five weeks in second place we have t me and kyle with 12 points so we're a full week behind Jalen. um no one can catch him unless they had a perfect week and Jalen dropped the whole week but yeah um after that is jordan and brad at 11 uh, a couple people at 10 jesse at nine eric's at eight Derek at seven and aaron who's been struggling all years all the way down at six it's been a brutal one um i was happy to see buffalo um win last week which got me my full three points um since you're typing stuff i'll just say going up to week six wow i almost forgot what week it's going to be week six i've got the chargers as my lock over pittsburgh not a crazy lock but considering pittsburgh's qb situation and for my upset i was genuinely shocked to see that jacksonville is favored in the game between jacksonville and new orleans after the way teddy has played the last couple weeks but jacksonville is currently favored um at least last time i checked and so i'm of course going to take advantage of that as much as i love the min shoe mustache i have to take the uh, saints over jacksonville even though it's in jacksonville yeah i mean i took baltimore over cincy i feel like that's um a safe bet despite um lamar jackson starting off hot and then struggling uh recently um and then i also took new orleans over jacksonville um i didn't have them initially i was gonna i was gonna bring it up if you didn't i saw that you changed it um i didn't initially because when i looked this morning jacksonville was favored Jacksonville is favored. That's the whole point of it. No, being no, no, an upset. no, not Jacksonville. New Orleans was favored. Oh, okay. New Orleans was favored by two, and then it switched to Jacksonville by one. Um, going on to, so I have Baltimore and then New Orleans. Those are my two picks. Um, Nikita has the same picks as me, so she's going to say I copied her. I guarantee <laughs> when she listens to it, um, because she did text me before I typed mine in, um, but I completely forgot about hers, and I didn't type them in until just now. So that's, that's I can verify that as fact, ladies and gentlemen. I watched him type them in. That's why I went first. And then the only the only other picks we have right now is from Eric's. He has Baltimore over Cincy as he has his lock. I think that's safe considering Cincy is 0-5. And then he has Detroit over Green Bay as his upset. That's the upset pick I want to go with. 
I, it's in my heart to go. You're luckier in Latvia, boy. But uh, I, I want to. I actually also want to win the game because we have 140 bucks on the line, so I picked New Orleans instead. But my heart, if this was just for fun, my upset would definitely be Detroit over Green Bay instead. I'm. I don't even remember what I had typed in, but I think it was Detroit over Green Bay. Mm, I mean, we can. If you really care, we could go back. I and look don't at really the care. History. Neither uh, neither do our fans. But no, I, I mean that's. I said I hate you, but that's probably a decent pick. Just because of how Green Bay tends to struggle at uh, against Detroit lately. All right, so just for funsies, I am going back, and we'll see. It's probably not going to load because that would be too easy. But do you have any? So I mean, so, whoop, go ahead. Well, I was just going to fill had, the time with you had Miami over Washington as okay. your as your upset. That's right, because I decided to pick the dumpster fire of dumpster fires. <laughs> But so, yeah, and then we're missing, we normally have, uh, you know, contributions from someone who cannot be named again because we had another complaint. Um, so the land of 10,000 fakes, um, they did not contribute that, that this week. Didn't even get a phone call. So a lot of lack of respect out of that guy or girl, whoever they may be. Anyways, let's move on, Josh. Let's, uh, we're done with the locks and upsets. What do we have next? Hang on, I gotta get to my song. <laughs> Week six, week six, it's week six fantasy fun time. Jalen, you suck. Uh, I mean, Jalen's not involved in fantasy fun time, but I like that you still got it in there. Fantasy fun time brought to you by Arnold Palmer. Not strawberry this week because uh, Quick Trip didn't have it. Very disappointing, but still good. It's Arnold Palmer light. Are you watching your sugar intake? I mean, they're all they're all light. They don't sell a normal version. What? I know. I thought this was America. <laughs> you thought wrong, Josh. Let's go look at the NBA. This is China now. All right. Grain of salt. Hit it <laughs> up, Brad. Brought to you by Bradley Knupp's Arteries. Grain of salt? Because he eats <laughs> too much salt? No. Nope. That was okay. just a joke I was not prepared for. <laughs> if, yeah, never mind. It's not a bad joke. I just wasn't ready for it. Okay. All right. So, yeah, grain of salt. So, you know, if we're going to try and give quote-unquote fantasy advice, we should probably, you know, tell us how good we are. And, again... I started out six and two. Since then, I have not had a week better than four and four. I went four and fucking four again this week. I'm overall twenty-one and nineteen with a fifty-two point five percent winning percentage. It's brutal out there, man. I can't do better than four and four. <sighs> That's it. That's my grain of salt. I suck, or I'm extremely average. I, I mean, I can't get more than four wins either in my fantasy leagues. So um, I'm right there with you. I went four and one this week, um, <laughs> bringing me up to seventeen and eight. 68% win percentage on that. Um, I did lose in the one league where I was undefeated, though. Um, but currently, I am I have a winning record in all my leagues, so I'm happy about that. So I did. I don't know, Josh. I don't know if you've looked at the Gars 2019 fantasy page, but I did, just for my own vindication, I did steal some of your intellectual property from last year. Um, and I did the, what would my record be against the whole league? And so it would be slightly better. I'd be... I'd have a 58.02 or 59, whatever that number is, uh, winning percentage. So it'd be a little higher. And I did like a little status. So of my eight teams, four of them I still feel pretty good about. Three of my teams are looking rough. I think I'm losing some close matches. So I don't know if I'll make it. And then one team, the BSB League. I'm an absolute dumpster fire in there. But Is that why you asked? You, you brought me in? <laughs> no. I mean, that's a. I brought you in because you said you wanted to be in. So okay. I just added you to the chat, All essentially. Right. But yeah. yeah. So and I'm, I do want to point out that one of the games that I got a win in this week. I was down my first and second round draft pick, and I still got a win. Ooh, not bad, Josh. Not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're both coming back. They're both potentially coming back this week. So then it's just going to be smooth sailing to next year's championship. To next year's championship. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I'm not going to have these same guys, I'm guessing, but I'm going to win two years in a row. Call on it now, Walters. <laughs> Can't say that name, Josh. Someone complained. I didn't say anything. I said Walmers. Walters? Yeah. All right. Top performers, Josh. Go. Hang on. I'm not on the right sheet. What? Okay. Top performers. Quarterback. Deshaun Watson, 41.7 points. A um, little bit of a drop-off to Matt Ryan at 31.9, nearly 10 points. And then Russell Wilson at 29.9. Um, running backs, Aaron Jones. I know we were texting back and forth about Chris McCaffrey, and we're like, is he going to hit 60? And Aaron Jones somehow passed him. I guess I mean, four touchdowns Four touchdowns, touchdowns will do it, yeah. Uh, but 49.2. Uh, Chris McCaffrey just behind him at 47.7. And then a huge drop-off to Josh Jacobs at 29.3. Will Fuller led wide receivers with 53.7, um, 12 points behind that. Michael Thomas, 41.2. And then Amari Pooper Scooper with 39.6. Tight ends, we had George Kitty Litter Kittle with 20.8, Gerald Everett with 20.6, and Zach Butterts, 16.7. You have. Oh, it's so quiet. But now we have to do it again, Josh. No, no, no. You have an absolutely breathtaking hiney. Those are some nice tight ends out there. All right, now let's get to some studs and duds, ladies and gentlemen. What do you have, Gar? Well, Josh, um, if we're going over last week, I just want to give a general statement to for almost everyone. Had a great week. I see lots of green there. We had two celebrities coming in and giving us some, lo- uh, some studs and some duds. Pretty much everyone had a great positive week josh so i just want to give every a shout single out to person you know red's almost, my favorite color i want to give a shout out to almost everyone who did really good last week i had will disley and Le'Veon bell um who are both studs and duds respectively according to the rules of our game josh how'd you do well my reverse psychology worked on zeke he was a dud even though i had him as a stud for negative four um but Le'Veon bell was also my dud for positive three so i finished with negative 1.3 on the week good enough for last place out of seven that's I'll take it. Uh, so Eric said Tyler Lockett, who was not that studly, and Terry McLaurin, who was kind of dudly. Um, overall, Eric's was plus two points on the week. Nikita had Julian Edelman for positive ten. That was a good pick there, wife. Oh, big. Um, and then Carson Wentz with um, he had twelve point one and was projected about eighteen for um, a six point difference for a total of sixteen. She had she finished second this week but she did want me to point out and i will say she did actually do this she called zeke as a dud and zeke was a dud that's true you made you essentially collusioned her into changing her dud pick yeah but then her dud pick got changed to carson once which got her more points so you're welcome <laughs> yeah nikki of the core five who do studs and duds weekly she came in first so not bad yeah. she only she only lost a hammer um Walt, well never mind teddy bridgewater was pretty studly for mr and then austin eckler was not dudley so overall uh, teddy bridgewater carried that dude who we can't name to a positive 3.4 um so good for you loser um Jimmy had Julian Edelman as well for a positive 10. And then Dick Prescott was her dud for negative four. So she finished with a positive 6.4. And then talking about studs, someone dropped the hammer this week. Adam Thielen was Mr. Hammer's stud, projected 13.7. Actually got 32, so that's plus 18 points right there. He had David Montgomery as the dud, citing the fact that he underperforms every week. He underperformed yet again. David Montgomery projected 14.1, only got 10.6. Overall, Hammer had a... 
21.8 on the week in the positive direction, which would be good for second on the leaderboard after only one week. Not yeah, bad. Well, you know, law of averages. I don't know if you want to discuss the leaderboard or not, but I'm still in first. I'll just get that little note in there. Thank uh, God we didn't put money on this. Nikita skyrocketed into yeah. second with positive points. Uh, Josh, you're a distant third, negative 10. Wow. That other person is also negative 10. And then Eric's still having a brutal season. Negative hey, he finished positive this time. He did, but his overall season is negative 44. He's having a rough go, as Yikes. some would say. So who do you got this week? So this one, uh, maybe controversial, maybe not. I got Kirk Cousins as my. I got Kirk Cousins as my stud. Projected thirteen point six. I think he should be able to surpass that. Going against the rough Eagles secondary that we've discussed already, they got Todd Gurley as my dud. This uh, San Francisco Niners defense has been pretty stout. Um, So I know it's a PPR league. Todd Gurley might have plenty of reception opportunities. I don't think that'll be enough to get his seventeen point five projection. So he is my dud for the week. I went with uh, Gerald Everett for my stud. He's had a couple of solid back-to-back weeks. He's only projected eight this week. Um, I feel like they're going to try and they're going to either it's either going to be a high-scoring game because of the offenses, um, or it's going to be um, Gerald Everett gets a touchdown. That's <laughs> that's essentially it. Uh, my dud, Aaron Rodgers. He's projected 18.2. He hasn't, I mean, we talked about earlier, he hasn't been fantasy relevant for the longest time. This. I mean, at all this season for the most part. Um, and so I think that being a division game, Aaron Jones coming off a hot week, Devonta Adams still up in the air. I don't, I don't think he's going to hit that 18.2. And if he does, I'm really hoping it's because Green Bay is winning. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Josh picking Aaron Rodgers as a dud. Never thought you'd see it, folks. Uh, moving on to Eric's. He's got Chris Carson as his stud and Austin Eckler as his dud. No reasoning provided this week. I'm guessing he's assuming that Melvin Gordon will take back his role. But in our full PPR league, I think Austin Eckler could still hit 14. Nikita has Adam Thielen, who I forgot to enter the projections on because she didn't send them to me, um, as her stud. I think... Her reasoning behind that is going to be because of his week last week and because Diggs is a crybaby bitch and (laughs) Adam Thielen's wide receiver won. Um, Her dud is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Despite DeAndre Hopkins being the number one, he hasn't seen as much production, probably because he's seeing quadruple coverage every game. Um, Deshaun Watson loves Will Fuller. And so, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is underperformed this year. I think that's that's fair to say. Um, so we have another celebrity shot this week. Hammer, after getting that taste of that sweet, sweet victory last week, he wants more. He's got Mark Ingram as his stud. And so I know Hammer doesn't traditionally play this game with us, but Josh, um, you, you've certainly seen the strategy over the last year and you know five weeks develop of, you want to take a stud with a low projection so you have a much better chance of winning. He's got Mark Ingram as his stud with a 16-point projection playing against Cincy. He could certainly still be a huge stud candidate. I'm not saying he can't be, but bold strategy. Um, you know, going with someone with a high projection. Maybe he's doing more truth in this, kind of like your wife does. I'm going to do an on-the-spot bold prediction, as Whoa. I've done a couple times already during the podcast. Uh, not this one, but just in general. Mark Ingram is going to put up 30 points fantasy. Well, Absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, against Cincy, Mark Ingram has been a stud all year. I think he's still wide receiver. or what, Wide receiver. Wide running receiver back. Uh, he's, he's in the top 10 for running backs. Um, I do think that's a solid pick. Um, 
and they're going to lean on him a little bit more if uh, Jackson struggles. Yeah, no, I think I think you're perfectly correct. Um, Nick Chubb was hammers dud, by the way, projected twenty point one, and I forget who the Browns play off the top of my head, but I don't I don't know I don't know what the, what the matchup looks like, but he's projected as hammers dud. So yeah, I mean twenty is a lot. Nick Chubb has he's had some solid games, he's had some mediocre games, so I I think that that's a solid pick there, Hammer. Even though he's on my team, and screw you. Screw you, gay. All right, so uh, does that do? Oh no, it does not, Josh. We have bold predictions. Your favorite part of fantasy fun time. What uh, what do you got as your other official bold prediction, fantasy related for the week? So aside from Mark Ingram putting up thirty in full point PPR, yeah. I have Will Disley being this week's tight end one, and so him being tight end one isn't necessarily that much of a stretch. Okay, but and. He would be in the top 15 for wide receivers with his points. That's uh, We've seen some pretty high wide receivers this year, Josh. You you sure that's what you want to go with? As Absolutely. That's You know what, Josh? We've got to hit you with another one of these. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. So if I'm double bold, do I get an automatic 100 points in our league? Uh, no, unfortunately, okay, no. Sorry. Well, you know, I tried. Yeah, I got to give it to you. It's just right. the way she goes. All right, Josh, should we, uh, should we finally start discussing that redraft league of ours? Absolutely. Let's make it quick. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, hell, Mr. Hungry over here. All right, well, we, we know how we got to start this. It's true that every man has his price. And it's also true that money won is a lot sweeter than money earned. Now he's a philosophizer. Jesse won the side bet this week. Uh, Jesse was the biggest loser, which was the most points scored for a losing team. He had 129.2. So good job, Jesse. Um, If you want to send your application in for the biggest loser, I highly suggest doing it before it gets out of hand. Um, (laughs) Next, the closest games of the week, Robin beat Nate by about eight-ish. I didn't want to do math because there's decimal points. Um, The biggest blowout, I didn't even think about doing the math but Derek got blown out once again he got spanked yeah he doesn't want to taco about it uh as bradley has told me (laughs) the walking tacos don't want to taco about it yep um but i will say last week i had a bold prediction on the spot of you having the the highest point margin despite being the closest and you were the second point that's true i I, I was gonna bring it up if you so i mean it was close not bad Um, brief walkthrough of all the games um with our prediction outcomes for the last week garlic you had five correct which is good out of seven i had three Ooh, three of seven. Not great, Josh. Not great. Um, but so three yeah, of seven's all, five out of seven's a perfect score. <laughs> that's, that's according to you. Um, so yeah, so just a, I beat I beat Hammer just like Josh just mentioned, one seventy nine to one hundred four. I had the Eagles defense carrying me as my top performer with thirty five points. Jamie, Jamie beat Josh. Josh, do you want to talk about that one, Josh? You want to talk about losing, Josh? You want to talk about not being undefeated? Yeah, well, you know, Josh? like I texted Jamie this morning after she texted me. Um, she said, you know, good game. Sorry, not sorry. I thought she kept, or she said she kept checking her app because she thought Nick Chubb was going to put up 50. I had turned in for the night because I knew Nick Chubb was going to put up 50. Um, as I said to her, Devonta Adams will be back in the playoffs, so we'll see her there. <laughs> Uh, I will say I saw Jamie on I believe it was Friday night and she was worried. She or no, it was, I think it would have been Saturday, Friday or Saturday. It doesn't matter. Anyways, she was she was nervous going into it. I was like, Jamie, you have nothing to be worried about. And Christian McCaffrey getting almost fifty points. I was right. He did outscore his projection greatly. Mahomes did not though. But yeah, um, 
Jamie is the last remaining undefeated team in the league. Brian beats Nikita, 133-107. to Deshaun Watson's 41 points certainly helped Brian there. Uh, you already mentioned Bradley absolutely stomping Derek by almost 90 points. Sorry, Derek, you're 0-5. Um, Will Fuller, of course, was almost a third of Bradley's points with 50. Um, T beat Garrett. I predicted that one correct. I remember that. Garrett had a really, really rough week. Uh, he had Baker Mayfield in his lineup. I know that, which was negative points. Overall, it was 110-70. to 70. Um, T was carried by Adam Thielen. Robin beat Nate with Matt Ryan mainly, the pick we all mocked her, but Matt Ryan had 32 points this week, so she beat him 122 to 113. And then Willie, still just rolling over everybody with his most points scored, he had 176 to Jesse's 129. Of course, Aaron Jones's 50 really helped out Willie in that one. So that was last week, Josh. We want to, let's, uh, you have any other thoughts about last week in the redraft league? Nope. All right, let's move on then to this week in the Redraft League. This week we have... Is that my phone? I don't know what that was. That was um, we have Skybusters, Brian, 3-2 and two versus the undefeated Sherlock Mahomes, Jamie. Well, do you, uh, before you get too crazy, Josh, what's the, what's the side bet for the week? I forget. Oh, you're not on that page anymore. Well, I can tell you the side bet is like a boss. The team with the biggest margin of victory. So whoever's playing Derek. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, yeah, so we've got... Oh, God, no, I'm not on the wrong page again. I'm on the wrong page again. Brad, Jamie versus Brian. Uh, Jamie is currently projected to win by 30. Uh, 115.7 to Brian's 85.4. Um, that's a very low projection. So either he has a lot of buys or he has... Uh oh, yep, that's right. He has no running backs. Yeah, he uh he's got a pretty rough squad, and so I wanted to wait and I wanted to pick my teams live. Um just kind of give a little more depth on the matchups that are coming up. But yeah, there's no way that Jamie drops this game to Brian. I'm so sorry, Brian, but you're about to get stomped by Jamie. She remains undefeated. Yeah, I mean, especially if he keeps in two guys aren't playing this week. Yeah, I mean his his projected score will certainly come up, but even then, I mean no one's no one's stopping Jamie. Yeah, no, unless I had Jamie. Jamie stops herself. I had Jamie winning as well. Uh, next, we have uh, Nikita three and two <laughs> versus Garrett three and two. Uh, potentially a good game here. We have Nikita projected one hundred three point two versus Garrett's eighty eight point three. I said Nikita's going to right the ship in this one, take the win. I feel like Travis Kelsey, Dak Prescott, they're going to both have big games, um, as well as David Johnson. Yeah, I guess I did just read her top three on the ESPN app because I was too lazy to open anything else. Well, very good, Josh. That's impressive. But, I mean, I agree that if Garrett continues to start Baker Mayfield in his lineup, that's brutal. James Conner, his production probably goes down. I mean, uh, currently he's projected to lose because he has Marlon Mack on a bye in his lineup and Adam Vittari, doorknob. Um, but, yeah, I... I got to go to Nikita on this one as well. She's got Dak. She's got DJ. Latavius Murray is a rough start, but Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley. Um, is that Deontay Johnson in there? Whoo, Travis Kelsey. So, yeah, I mean, the Nikita walks away with this one for sure. Uh, we've got our very own Washington versus Miami game coming up, and that's going to be Derek 0-5 versus Hammer 1-4. Ooh, which is which? Can we? Which is which in your mind? Honestly, whoever wins this week between um, Washington and Miami, that's Hammer. Because Derek's going to lose again. <laughs> so, I mean, should we just... Is Derek tanking then for a high draft pick next year? Because we are implementing a new system. Where, yes. Um, um, so, he's Miami then. 
Yep, no, he is Miami. So, I mean, Derek has a shot of winning if Tyreek Hill does play. Um, just because I think that he's going to come back and they're going to feed him the ball, get him caught up with all the stats he wants. Um, but, I mean, Amari Cooper's been solid. Elvin Camera, I don't know. <laughs> Camera, you've never heard of this man yeah, before. Yeah, no, um, he's been okay. Jameis Winston is projected high. Um, yeah, I think I, I have Derek written down, and I won't change it because I'm lazy, but I do think uh, Hammer's going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, Hammer definitely needs to get rid of O.J. Howard. That's a DEFCON drop as some of our... Um, he can only catch baseballs. <laughs> I guess he can only catch baseballs. I mean, Chris Thompson's also a rough start, but against Miami could be beneficial. But you got to get O.J. Howard out of their Hammer. The only way, the only reason Hammer's winning a game this week is, again, because he's playing the Miami of our league, which is Derek, who has just been eviscerated by bad luck and poor play greg zerline has been his hot spot maybe maybe i'll see if Derek will trade me greg zerline number one kicker in the league you think he would i don't know next up we have the cincinnati so wait, just to be clear you took Derek in that one because that's what we have written down in the i did but okay. yeah i said it oh my god if you listen to your i co-host, don't listen i don't even listen to i myself said talk. i have Derek written down i'm not going to change it but i do think hammer's going to win okay okay i just want to confirm I, my my eyes were deceiving me all Sorry. right so then the next game we have is cincinnati practice scrimmage which is t sitting at two and three with a garbage team versus nate sitting at one and four with a garbage team I don't want to pick a winner. They both lose. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if you were pausing, waiting for me, but I mean... No, yeah. I went with Nate. Yeah, the, the Saquon injury has certainly been hurting Nate, although he's got well, he's got Kenyon Drake as a starter. Woof. I mean, but Saquon, Nate has him in his lineup. I don't think he's... I'm pretty sure he's out because they play on Thursday, but Lamar Jackson has been a bright spot traditionally. Tyler Boyd's his number one wide receiver, though, for the week. Zach Ertz. Unfortunately, very unfortunately for me, I'm going to have to pick a T on this one. Um, yeah, Nate, Nate has been uh, has been bad recently. All right, so next one you have is me versus Willie. Um, Willie, again, as we've mentioned a lot last week and this week, Willie has been a dominant force with by far the most points scored. Ah, yeah, I, I'm probably gonna lose this week. I put in Jimmy Garoppolo in my starting lineup. I've got Zeke. I have. I'm start. I'm spot starting Ronald Jones because that's a rough one for me. Uh, Chris Godwin has been great. George Kittle was good last week. I'm throwing in Mike Williams in the flex. But uh, I mean, Willie's got Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Kenny Galladay, Austin Hooper, Aaron Jones. I mean. I would need a miracle to win this game, and I don't think I'm gonna get it. So. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna be losing to Willie. There's just no no chance I don't. Josh also picked Willie for what it's worth, and not that anyone would know it, but Josh walked away for a moment. But moving on to the next matchup, we have Robin and Jesse. Um, so I'll vamp just a second longer so Josh can get ready to discuss that game. Yeah, I mean your team. I think your team has a chance if Garoppolo hooks up with Kittle for a couple touchdowns. But for the most part, yes, I did pick Willie because Willie's team scores a lot. Yeah, he's dominant. So next we have Robin and Jesse. That's one. That one's all yours, Josh. Yeah, um, Robin's in at two and three, uh, despite us saying she had one of the best starting lineups. Um, Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, Derrick Henry. I don't like Derrick Henry. Um, Todd Gurley's been underperforming this year, and Matt Ryan is hit and miss. Um, Jesse's three and two. Um, he's currently projected to win by fifteen. Um, Julio Rogers, even though we talked about him underperforming, um, and then Damian Williams. I think I had Jesse winning this one. Yes, I did. You did have Jesse winning, and I have to agree. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't like Todd Gurley or Derrick Henry either. Vance McDonald's a woof with that Pittsburgh offense. Alshon Jeffrey is going to have a tough matchup, I think. Juju Smith-Schuster against the Chargers. That one's not bad. Jordan Howard. If he was if he was playing anyone other than the Vikings, I'd say that's a good play. And he still might be. Who knows? He's carved us up in the past. But, yeah, I mean, Jesse's team looks rough as well. You just got to give it to Jesse, I think, with that Mark Ingram and that DJ Chark in there. Um, you know, I think this is – if you if you want to talk about a lot of matchups amongst bad teams, despite Jesse being 3-2, and two, uh, I think he's got a bad team. But, I, again, I agree with you that Jesse will win this week. Lastly, my matchup versus Brad. I'm 4-1 and one versus Brad's 2-3. and three. Um brad is currently projected to win um i do not have a flex player in though um who I'm, needs him i'm hoping to roll on cooper cup as i have in the past um as well as nick chubb um right now i'm debating on Devonte adams or carry on johnson in my flex just because i'm not sure if Devonte is going to play um and so yeah i have me winning because as a wise man once said if you're not going to pick yourself why even play yeah, I mean, Brad, maybe Brad ended up listening to the pod last week because uh, after our little game, Marcus Mariota is Brad's starting quarterback. So he was on, he was unowned in the league last week, and now he's starting for Brad. Um, Just in time that. for him to start sucking. And they're playing Denver, which has traditionally been a good defense. Uh, Brad's got Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, Michael Thomas. Uh, Ted Ginn is a really rough start. Uh, but then he has Will Fuller on the flex, the Vikings defense, which will, should not be great. You have the Minshew in, as you said. Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. I do not like your Cooper Cup matchup. Cortland Sutton has been hot. Mark Andrews has been all right after having a hot start. He's gone down to average. You know what? I'm going to, you know, just to be difficult, I'm going to pick Brad in this one. I think Brad has a lot of favorable matchups, and he has a lot of potential to boom. Um, So I'm going to give it to Brad. I know with the projections, once you put it in a flex player, you'll probably be out projecting Brad by maybe 10, maybe 15. Um, but I'll still take Brad in this one just because I think he has some pretty favorable matchup this week. I like you know what? I don't even need a flex. I'll still beat him. Are you bold enough to not put in a flex? You gonna, nope. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. Do you have any other thoughts on the matchups this week, Josh? Nope. All right. Do you have any other final thoughts at all? This is the, the section we like to call the outro. This is where you get to I'm hungry. anything else you want to say. Once you start the music, I'm going to go put in some chili. Chili? Yeah and yeah okay well it's terrible well thank you for sharing um thanks for having me josh i appreciate it nikita thank you for listening mr love you nikita (laughs) mr ryan walters mr eric kesteris mr eric landvik jamie hammer levi oki zatch wells brian knup maybe bradley knup and hammer you gave me some grief i believe on friday evening um friday evening or saturday again i can't remember but you said you've missed only um one pod this year so you've been loyal as well so thank you mr andrew hammer don't forget about our email address if you want to reach out to us that way hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com uh we also have a facebook page facebook.com slash hood pod i might be putting on our podcast on a platform called anchor and you could actually leave small little voicemails on anchor so i might put um, you know, by the time you're listening to this, we might be available on Anchor. So if you want to go download the Anchor podcast app, we should be on there and you might be able to leave us a voice message. Um, so that might be another way to interact with us as well. Um, you know, that's it. Josh is already gone. So thank you, everybody. Love you. Miss you already. Mm-hmm.